Family, the bedrock of society, an important influence to children that helps shape in their perspective of life as they grow up. It helps in building their confidence, shaping their beliefs, values, and more importantly, helps them to become what God has ordained them to be. The dynamics of the family circle cannot be overemphasized. It plays a key role in our social interactions as adults and as children. And because of its domino effect in our lives, we need to pay attention to it and be heavily invested in building a healthy, strong family with the goal of raising better children, building healthy relationships between spouses, but more importantly, in building a better society across all nations. Get ready to explore and learn with Pastor Fumi Alawale on the subject of family dynamics and its impact in our lives. Hello, good morning or good day, wherever you're watching us from. Welcome to another episode of Family Dynamics. I believe the Lord is blessing you and this is helping you to make the right decision when it comes to your family. Uh, today we're going to be looking at one very, very important thing that can give us a happy home, that can help us in enjoying you know, what God intends marriage to be. And so to, today we're going to be looking at choosing a marriage partner or choosing a life partner, part one. Um, we're going to do it in series and I believe there's no need rushing it. It's better we know the right thing and be able to do the right thing. I'm going to be reading from Matthew 7, 7 to 11. Matthew 7, 7 to 11. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It says, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives, and everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door, the door will be opened. Your parents, if your children ask for, you parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more your heavenly father give good gifts to those who ask him. So the reason why I read this scripture is that last verse, you know, comparing uh, God with our earthly fathers or mothers. Yeah, there's no father, no matter how wicked they are, that their children will ask for something and instead of giving it, they give them a snake. So, and the Bible is saying, if we that are evil, as bad as we are, we not give bad things to our children, God is ready to give good wife, good husband to anyone that will ask. So the choice is ours to ask God, and we know that he's a good God, he's a good father. So there are three choices of very great importance that we face any young person as they grow up. Very, very great import of great importance, very important choices that we make. We know that life is full of choices. Choice to about the cost to study, choice about the food I want to eat, choice about where I want to go, 
So there are so many choices, but there are three important choices that we'll have to make in life as we grow. So the first one is the choice of a savior. The choice of a savior, which is important. The choice of a career in life. What do I want to become in life? What do I want to do in life? Well, what's, when I'm grown up, what do I want my life to look like? And the next one, or the last one, is the choice of a life partner. So, as per Savior, every one of us has a choice. God will not force himself on us. And I want to encourage everyone that is yet to be born again. It's not about going to church. You can be going to church and not have Jesus as your Lord and Savior. But it's so, so important that we take Jesus, accept him as our Lord and Savior, and give the control of our life to him. Because he knows the end from the beginning. He's the one that created us in the first instance. So he knows what is best for us. And so it's good for us to have him as a Savior. So the choice of a career in life, what course to study, the university to go to, which city to settle in, where to buy a house, what model or color of car do I want to buy. So it's possible to get a degree in a particular course. And at the end of three or four years or five years of the course, you discover that no, 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 this is not for me. I've seen a lot of that in life. I have a very close person that read medicine and went ahead to do specialist training in pediatric surgery. And at the end of the day, said, I've done this for my father. This is not what I want to do. He left, she left it and went and did law instead. So all those things are possible. The impact that we have is just the time that you spend or maybe the money that has been spent in achieving that degree. But that, there is nothing that you lose from knowledge. You, you gain knowledge, you can apply it in any part of life. The choice of a life partner, whether a wife or a husband, is the second most decision uh, after the decision to follow Christ in life uh, that we need to make. The choice of a life partner is the second most important decision after the after the decision to follow Jesus. So the best thing that could happen to any one of us is to have chosen Jesus as our Savior as early as possible in life before the different complications happen. There, are, there is nothing we do in life that does not have repercussion. So if we have messed up our life and before we met Jesus, Jesus will still accept us. We are born again. We will get to heaven. But there are a few things that have been damaged. Maybe somebody has been very, you know, notorious when it comes to sleeping around. And one way or the other, because of abortion, you lost your womb. That repercussion is there. Except God have mercy and does a miracle. You carry that for life. But if you get born again as early as possible in life, before all these complications come in, then you have Jesus as your lead, leading you in the way to go, guiding you up as a, as a, a, a per who to marry and who not to marry, guiding you as per which course to do and which course not to do. So it's the best thing that could happen. So um, this means we could ask him for guidance if you are born again, in all the other two choices that we have to make. Uh, I know of a lady 
that we always ask God, where do I go? What, what do I do today? In fact, to the point of what dress to wear. So God wants to relate to us to that level. And so if he can tell us and give us good things, much more than that, he will also guide us in the choice of who to marry. So all the other two choices that we have to make, maybe the cost of that, the, the choice of who to marry, I mean, the choice of who to marry or the choice of what course to do, career to have, they are all connected with each other. Because when you have a, when you and your husband become partners, you are partners in progress, partners to work together in the journey of life. We saw in the life of Adam, as we saw it in Genesis 2, 18 to 25, when God gave Eve to Adam, she was given to help him, to be the helper that is suitable for him. So when you get married, you are partners with, you are, you are co-partners working together to fulfill that agenda of God for your life and your own desire in life. So I want to, I want you to imagine something this, this day, you know, sharing a house with a stranger for a month. So your friend just called you from maybe somewhere, London, say, you know what, for me, uh, my friend is coming to Nottingham and I want you to help me. She doesn't have anywhere to stay. It's just for one month. And knowing that I have a spare room to, to keep the person, a lot of things will be going on in my mind. I'm not sure whether this person is born again. I'm not sure whether this person could be very irritating. I'm not sure whether this person will appreciate my kind gesture to him. I'm not sure their level of cleanliness. I'm also not sure whether she will be of help to me in doing the housework or will just leave me to do everything. I don't know whether such a person is very choosy when it comes to food. Will she take whatever is provided for her or will she want to take something else? Will I need to put on my eating 24-7 because I have a guest in my house? So we all this we go through our mind as individual person. But when it comes to marriage, marriage is much more serious than this. It is not about sharing your, your house or your room in your house with somebody. It is about sharing your life, not just for one month, but for your entire lifetime. So this makes it so clear to us that choosing a life partner is so, so important that you cannot trust horoscope. You cannot trust your sexual chemistry. You cannot trust your friends to make a choice for you or even your pastor to make a choice for you because it's only God that knows the end from the beginning. And if we allow him to choose for us, we will see that his choice for us will be the best for us because the Bible says the plan I have for you is for good and not for evil, to give you a future that is perfect, to give you a, 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 a glorious end. So God has his agenda for us is for good and not for evil. So however, if for any reason at all, you make a mistake when it comes to a choice, the choice of a life partner. Somebody was saying 60% of your life, you will struggle except God comes to your aid. So I read of, of a man or uh, of a man. His name is Clark Warren, Neil Clark Warren. This is what he wrote in one of his books. He says, your choice of whom to marry is more crucial than anything, everything else combined that you will ever 
do to make your marriage succeed. I believe we understand that. He said, your choice of whom to marry is more crucial than everything else combined that you will ever need to do to make your marriage succeed. So if you choose wisely, he says, your life will be significantly easier and infinitely more satisfying. But if you make a serious mistake, your marriage may fail, causing you and perhaps your children immeasurable pain. Most of the failed marriages I have encountered, this is this same man talking, were in trouble the day they began dating. The two people involved simply chose the wrong person to marry. So choosing the wrong person is, is a disaster. And so it's not something that you take lightly. So the choice of you who to marry must be taken with careful and prayerful consideration. It is so, so important. God knows you inside out. He is the one that created us. In Jeremiah, the Bible was saying of Jeremiah that, I've known you from your mother's womb. Before you were formed, I knew you. So God knows you inside out, everything about you. And he knows the person that will best, best fit thy best fit into you so that your life can be easy. So you cannot jump, you cannot afford to jump into relationship. Oh, just because my friend is also in a relationship. Everybody around me has a boyfriend. Everybody around me is getting married. You don't enter relationship because you want to pity a person. No, you cannot say, oh, oh, I pity what she's going through. Let me marry her. No, it doesn't work like that. You don't enter relationship because you're getting too old. And anyone that comes, just let me just get this title, Mrs. When you get that title, that's why many people are get rushing in and rushing out of marriage. But the way God wants it to be is for you to be to, to have a good home, a solid home. The choice of a marriage partner is for us to make. In the olden time, you know, in the Bible, God made a choice for Adam. He brought, God brought Eve to, to him after he created Eve. And when there were issues, what Adam did was to blame God. He said, is the woman you gave me, is the woman you gave me that has caused this problem? So since that time, God asked the man to go and look and choose. He said, he who finds a woman, he who finds a wife, finds a good thing. He obtains favor of the Lord. So when you, when you go out and search, when you seek the face of the Lord and say, God, who is there for me? As a woman, you have to pray. You have to seek the face of the Lord for the right man to come. As a man, you have to pray because it is you that will make the move. And as a woman, I always say to people that if a man comes, no matter how spiritual the man is, comes with his fantastic testimony, you have the audacity, you have the, the power to make the final decision. Don't make decision because oh, that man is a man of God, he's a pastor. How can he miss it? Can I, people miss it when it comes to what, the choice of who to marry because we have allow our senses to take over. So the choice of who to marry is for us to make. God has made it available for us everything that is 
that, that, that we can need or we can make use of in making a choice of to, who to marry. Psalm 32 verse 8. This is a very, you know, this verse God gave me when I was young and I was looking for, I'm praying and seeking the face of God for a life partner. This scripture was the scripture God gave me. And it's so, I held on to it throughout my period of seeking his face. Psalm 32 verse 8. It says, I will lead you and guide you in the way to go. I will guide you with my eyes. So it's God's intention is to lead us in the way to go, especially when it comes to the choice of who to marry. So, so important. He's, he has a desire to lead us. He wants to guide us. Because the man that you see today that is that speaks well, that is tall and handsome or looking good and always talking nice, you don't know what it will become tomorrow. So that's why we need God who knows the tomorrow to make this choice for us. And I believe that with all the things that God has made available to us, we can make the right choice. The first thing that God made for us is the brain. We have millions of cells in our brain. He did give us a brain, right? But we should not think we are smarter than God. We cannot be smarter than God. So our brain is there for us to sit down and think and say, what do I really want in a life partner? What do I desire in a life partner? But most of the time we throw brain out of the window. We throw common sense out of the window. We just do certain things. Oh, it's chemistry. I can feel, you know, immediately I saw him. I feel, I feel funny. I, I could feel butterfly in my tummy. <laughs> All those butterfly will fly away when there are troubles. So it's better not to allow butterfly to give you, oh, I've never felt like that with any man. A lot of time, the way God made us, we are, we are, we are human beings. We are attracted to one another. You, that can happen to another person. So chemistry or emotions cannot make you to, cannot give you the, the, uh, the best in life. So you need to put your emotion or your chemistry under control of the Holy Spirit and let the Spirit of God lead you. Holy Spirit is there to guide us. That's why it's so important for us to, to, to be born again. And the Bible says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the children of God. We are the children of God. At, at salvation, the Spirit of God came to live on the inside of us. And he wants to lead us. He's a gentle spirit. When he's saying, for me, this is the way to go. And you say, no, I, I don't like that guy. You know, I don't even like, I know. I can't, it's not presentable. Who is presentable? It's only God that knows who is presentable. There's no man or woman that you, you, you dress up very well that will not be presentable. So and most of the time we look at the, the features of the man who is handsome or the lady. She's beautiful. She has figure eight or figure seven or whatever figure. Those figures will disappear after having children. So if you enter into relationship or into marriage because he's a tall guy, he has seven packs or six packs, those packs will disappear when you are fed him. And then you begin to lose interest in him. And that's why we have problems these days. So let Holy Spirit guide us. Also, we have the Bible. The Bible is there to regulate our decision. A lot of us, we think we are smarter than God. When God says, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. He meant it. And it's for our own good. 
We cannot think, oh, ah, you know, in fact, some Christians cannot even stand him. He, he, he's a good, he's a good guy. He's better than a lot of Christians I've met. Ah, no matter how good a man is, when the spirit of God is not the one in control of his life, when the devil in him takes over his life, you will see another, another side of him. So when the Bible is saying, do not be unequally yoked together with unbeliever, he meant it is for your good. How can you, you allow the devil to be your father-in-law? <laughs> it's better for you, both of you, to have Jesus as Lord and Savior. You share the same goal. You understand the same thing. You are led by the same spirit and by the word of God. Both of you. If this one says, this is, uh, I, I don't, I, I want my children to go to, to do this. And you feel that this is not, you can't pray together when there are problems. You can't make decisions together because your point of view is diverse. It's, it's not the same. And that's why we need to allow God. Also, we have our pastors. Some people will come and say, you know what? It's between me and you. Don't let anyone know. When they come and tell you that, run away from such a person. They don't have the best for you. There's nothing that is good in keeping secrets. If you are praying about somebody, you have your pastor. Let them pray for you. Let them pray with you. They, they are not supposed to say, oh, for me, this is the man for you. They can pray with you and guide you and ask you questions that you are not asking yourself. Because of chemistry, you are, you have lost your mind to ask questions. They can ask you. A good pastor will ask you questions that will open your understanding to what you are doing. Even when you are blindfolded. People say love is blind. I tell them <laughs> marriage is an eye opener. If love is blind, marriage will open your eyes wide when it's done. So it's better for us to, to allow God and counsel. said, you can have many counsel. Let, let them counsel you. Let them guide you. Let them share from their experiences with you. Also, our parents, a lot of time, the, 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 the people say, what you cannot see as a child while sitting down, while standing up. Your parents can see it when sitting, when, when sitting down. So there are a lot, they, they have gone, they have, they have experiences in life, especially when your parents are born again. Let them, let them share your, oh, mommy, this is what God is saying to me. Can you pray along? A good parent will pray and, and pray along with you because they want the best for you. Anointing of the Holy Spirit to design spirits. There are people that are in church because they want godly partners and immediately they get them. That is it. So you need discernment of spirit. And that's why the Holy Spirit has been given to us so that we can choose our right. We have all this, yet we ignore them. <laughs> we make our decisions based on what we think, what our friends think. Oh, that man fits you. In fact, he, he, he is just good for you. The way he talks, I like him. Talking, <laughs> talking cannot keep you home. And the chemistry you feel, cannot keep a home. So what your friends are saying or what anybody is thinking is not important. What the world is saying is not important. There are some things that the world has made, you know, they have laid it down. This, this is how it works. But what, what God is saying is what is important. And there are lots of things on YouTube today. We see people that we think they're celebrities. But each time you listen to them, ask yourself, 
Do they have a home that you desire? Is the kind of home they have, is that the type of home you desire? A lot of them have been married and divorced for two, three times. And yet we listen to them against the word of God. We throw common sense out of the window. I want to encourage us. We'll continue on this series on choosing a life partner. God loves you. God cares about you. He cares for us. He knows the best for us. And he wants to lead us. We should not throw common sense out of the window. A lot of times you want to buy a house. You sit down, think about it, pray about it, consider various things. The same way you will sit down and think about how to buy a house, do much more when it comes to a life partner. God wants to lead us. And he said, he will lead us in the path to go. He said, I will guide you with my eyes. So God wants to guide us because he can see ahead of us. He can see the future. He sees that man. He sees the heart of that woman. And he knows what is best for you as a child. And on, on top of all that, your partner as a married partner is your partner when it comes to your destiny in life. So when you miss it in that area, 60% of the time, you may not be able to fulfill your ministry. So that's why it is important that we take it very serious. I believe that the Spirit of God has ministered to you. Please make it something, see it as important. And it's not something you play lightly with. When some, when pastor is joining a couple in church, they say marriage is not something that you just walk into. It's not something that you rush into. It's something that is, you have to deliberately think about, consider it, and make sure you're doing the right thing. Because once you enter, the way God wants it is supposed to be for life. And I believe that the Spirit of God will lead us and guide us and help us. Have a good day and keep basking in the joy of the Lord. <music>